Welcome to this episode of People with Purpose. I'm Steve Ampson. I oversee all military and diversity programs at Orion Talent. I'm excited to have Jerry Doris, the CHRO of the Aspen Group, and Dr. Renee, who is a dental and practice officer at Aspen Dental. The Aspen Group is a leader in consumer healthcare, serving as an accelerator for growing business in the healthcare space, and includes brands such as Aspen Dental, Clear Choice, Dental Implant Centers, Well Now Urgent Care, and Chapter Aesthetic Studio. The company has seen exponential growth in the past three years, and with that growth comes the continued need to recruit and retain the right talent. On our topic today is around how the Aspen Group is building an inclusive culture of purpose within fast-paced growth. Welcome, uh, Jerry and Dr. Dr. Rene. Really excited about this call. Um, why don't we first do introductions, and maybe you can just tell us a little bit about yourselves. Absolutely. I'll go first if that's okay. Um, so I, my name is Jerry Doris. I have the pleasure of being CHRO here at the Aspen Group. Aspen Dental is one of our four brands that we have. I joined in January of this year. I've spent my entire career in the HR people space. I was fortunate enough to fall into it. As I've said to some people before, I took one of those aptitude tests or career advanced tests and it said I should be an HR manager, a consultant, or a rabbi. And I, I took a blended approach. I did not become a rabbi, but I became an HR consultant early on in my career. And I realized that um, it was the function in which could make the best or the biggest impact in the business because that most businesses, it is their people. And so have spent the last 20 years really focusing in high growth, transformational businesses all around the world. And most recently just relocated my family. I have two kids, ages five and seven, and my husband back from Europe, back to the US. Great, thanks, Great. Dr. Rene. Hi, um, I'm Dr. Kevon Rene. Um, I'm a practice owner here in St. Augustine, Florida. I've been here for the last five years. Um, originally from Trinidad and Tobago, and my passion for dentistry started uh, as a kid. I always loved making people smile, so kind of like you, Barry, I had to choose between either being a clown or a dentist. <laughs> my mother was very happy with the um, latter, so <laughs> um, went to dental school at UConn where I met my wife. Um, we practiced in Connecticut, and I started at Aspen straight out of my residency. Um, and I got a really awesome opportunity to move down here in 2015 and been here ever since and never looked back. I love it. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah I, I'm glad you're not a, you know, you, you chose the right path. So that's well, awesome. You could you could do a cloud later in life. <laughs> I get to do both. Oh, that's nice. That's wonderful. Um, you know, for the audience, maybe, Jerry, do you want to just give an overview of Aspen as an employer and just top level, if that sounds okay? Yeah, absolutely. So the Aspen Group is, we're a leader consumer healthcare company, and we're really a support business, right? So we are a support business for healthcare space. And we're fortunate to have four brands at the moment in which Aspen Dental is our largest and our oldest brand. And we also have Clear Choice Dental Implants business, which is also within the dental area, if you will. And then we also have an urgent care business called Well Now, and then a med spa business called Chapter Aesthetic Studio. And so our headquarters are based here in Chicago, and um, we have offices in New York, and we also have quite a bit of remote employees that really work to support and um, accelerate the growth of our businesses. 
Wonderful. Great. So next question I'd like to kind of dive into is for, for each of you, and, and you could answer individually, um, why does diversity, inclusion, equity, belonging, and providing a culture of purpose for your employees matter to you? And, and for me, as you think through those, all of those are together, if that makes sense, versus one thing. Uh, Jerry, you want to start with that first? Yeah, I always like these questions because I think so often companies are trying to solve for everything and they for, they forget that, that you can't harness the power of diversity without inclusion. Yeah. And I think so often I'm coming from an industry, I was just in tech and e-commerce for the last 15 years. And frankly, the the diversity, I think we all know it. If you read any of the diversity papers, it's really lacking, right? It was 80% male dominated, 20% female. And coming into an industry in healthcare, particularly um, if you look at our diversity here within Aspen, within the within TAG, as we call the Aspen group, we're 80% female. And I think one of the things that we're focusing on is really harnessing our power of diversity. But that's so important because it's in, you know we want to be able to 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 mirror the um, the communities in which we're we're at, we're we're servicing. And so for us, it's like creating a space where people can be themselves because if they can be themselves, they can provide their best work, their best selves, and therefore be fulfilled and engaged and do their best work. I always say when I try to think about what I do as a CHRO. You know, I simplify it and I think about, well, how do I explain it to, to my seven-year-old? You know, my job is to create environments where people can do their best work. And you yep. can't do that without diversity and inclusion and most definitely without belonging. Yeah, no, I love that. It's, um, yep, I, I, I love that. It's uh, being the best version of yourself. Find that employer that you can bring that, you know, we're all flawed in some way, right? It's how do you, how do you know that and, and find a, a place that you can be the best version of yourself? So, Dr. Renna, you're you're out there working all day as a dentist with patients and and employees, you know, really at the ground level um, in the community. So it's it's probably a bit of a, a different lens for you that, than Jerry. Both both just as important, right? Do you mind just sharing and some real stuff like within your day or your month of 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 how do you do that and why that matters to you, if that makes sense? I think for me, even when I started. Um, I'm a minority myself, so even looking for a company where I felt comfortable, uh, yeah. felt looked after, I think from my very first interview uh, with Aspen straight out of dental school, you know, I, I loved it. I felt that connection. And I think it's been the same. I saw others like me who were doing successful, and that really encouraged me to want to do more and stay. Um, and even in becoming an owner, uh, moving down here, we were able to continue with that. Um, we've got a very, very diverse workforce um, from the team that I work with here. Um, and even the patients that we see every day, like I have patients that come in every day and they're, they they do that double take when they see me walk in. They're like, oh my God, you're my doctor? Yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a good way. Yeah. But they, they, they love seeing um, that, that difference, somebody that looks like them, somebody that can meld with them. And it's amazing because I can be myself, just like Jerry said, and give awesome care. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's a big deal and it works really well here. Yeah, it's beautifully put. People, you know, everyone's different in some form, right? So if they can see some identification as they walk in and feel safe, uh, 
it's important. So it's it's awesome that I have you both on the call. Um, great. So another thing, this is probably more for Jerry and actually you as well, Dr. Rene, is you guys are, I would say, high growth, right? Moving so fast and at the speed of light and growing and changing and adopting and and that's hard to to build a a culture when you're growing that fast and you yeah. just have to you have to almost accept that so versus a i don't want to say a company but a a well-established financial institution that isn't growing so fast let's just say um so how do you how do you build that into the employee experience the recruiting experience um any thoughts there jerry i i i do i have a lot of thoughts on this because this question which from a growth organization i've seen we've all seen it not go well right and we've all seen it um and we we always aspire to try to make it go well and i think for us it's really simple we 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 focus on our values yeah. and one of our values is together and yeah. i mean that is all about being better together we talk about aspen one within our aspen dental brand all the time that is really coming together to provide the best experience May it be for patients like with Dr. Rennie, or may it be for providing great care and support for our practitioners, right? And so for us, it's just, you know, we we evaluate against the values, we recruit against the values. I think back in the day, you used to hear culture fit. To me, yeah. it's a values fit. And I think it's so important to have values that are aligned with your own personal core values. Yeah. And ultimately, if you have them embedded within your culture and you use them, right, as part of your people processes, not just words up on a board, and you yeah. actually, actually utilize them and have them embedded in all of your people processes, that's how you can scale a culture. Yeah, how about, what, what do you think, Dr. Rene? I, I agree. I think from where we started, even from the beginning, um, Aspen's always made it really clear um, about that breaking down barriers and helping people smile. So from a recruitment standpoint for us, we whether it's from a dental assisting school or in our case, we hire a lot from outside with no experience. But what we look for is people who can embrace that vision that we have. Um, one of the things we say is we're looking for hung, humble, hungry, and smart. Oh, I you love know, that. That's, that's that, that mix that we're looking for to get that team experience. Because we've always said the team experience will never exceed the patient experience. So once we can find people that kind of embrace that value, it makes it really, really easy for us to do what we do and do it well. Yeah, I love, humble, hungry, and smart. That's um, awesome, especially as we kind of dive in later about um, recruiting veterans, right? They they have experience, they have the will, they have ambition, and they can change their life through an employer like you guys. So that's awesome answer. Uh, the next question is obviously with the the great resignation or just you know as i talk to our clients about our strategies for me and i'm sure you guys agree we i saw the study in mckinsey that said um diversity shouldn't be the right thing to do is actually a numbers issue which is if you it shows if you hire more diverse talent and you have a culture to support them they stay longer um, and so as CHROs, it's not just about bringing in more people. It's trying to bring in people that accept differences. Um, A, I assume you agree with that, Jerry, that notion, because um, it's not, you, you can have your team keep 
keep bringing in applications. But how are you? How are you using? I guess the question, if I'm not being clear, is using diversity and belonging and purpose as a retention strategy. I mean, I think I always say when you come to a people strategy, think of creating a process or a strategy that also it's really empathetic, right? Be a place where you want to be. And I think so often we 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 miss that. And um, we talked earlier, you asked, how do we listen to our people or how do we ask our people? And as Dr. Rennie might have heard me say before is part, part of our people strategies, we don't make assumptions, we ask. We ask our people, what do they want, right? I could sit up here in Chicago on the 18th floor and, and make up a people strategy that doesn't resonate. And so the 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 DEI and belonging piece is is a is a key piece because we want our people to feel like they have a space. They have a space to show up, may it be whatever that may look like in that day, because we know that that's going to be where they're going to do their best work. And so I think for us, it's really making sure that we're creating a people strategy in which is really resonating with our people. And we have to do that by asking, what do they need? How do they can be better supported? What else do, can we do for them in this moment right now? Yeah, no, great, great answer. Great. Um, Dr. Rennie, how about you at kind of a, a, the ground level in terms of, you know, keeping great talent in this and diversity as part of that on a day-to-day -day basis and maybe even belonging because you're running an office, right? And that that is a, that's a culture on its own, those offices, if that makes, if this question makes sense. Yeah, um, I think the good thing with being able to be aligned with the culture that Aspen itself, the Aspen group puts together is we're able to do that together in each of the other offices. So something as simple as we just had some engagement surveys and my team was a little bit wary. They're like, oh my gosh, you know, how honest can I be? And I told them, hey, be honest. Yep. You know, we want to know like something as little as a comment or a concern, it, it goes all the way up. Like I remember when I just started and we had something like that and we went to a leadership retreat and they brought up some of these comments. It's like, hey, we've heard you and these are the changes that we've made you know, because they actually do listen. And so I think my team here, they're about 100% done. They felt so good knowing that they're asking these questions that I'm thinking about, and I may be afraid to say it on a daily basis, but they've put a system in place where they can share, they can be open, and they can be heard, whether it's from the Aspen group, from Jerry, you know, all the way on the 18th floor to, you know, I have an open door policy, and they know that they can speak with me and you know, we want you to feel heard and supported because the better you feel and the better you do, it helps me, but it also helps the patients that we take care of every single day. Yeah, I, I have this two two words because um, I'm loving this call because you have a CHRO and once again, someone doing the job day to day and how it trickles down. I use the word authenticity, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you if you're doing these engagement surveys and it feels to employees like it's just another thing, but if it's meaningful and impactful and you're making changes and people feel heard mm -hmm. and truly engaged, they're, they're going to stay. So that's, that's wonderful. Um, any, anything else before I move on to the next question? I see, I see you thinking, Jerry. <laughs> I, 
I am. And I don't know if any other businesses ever listen to this podcast. I hope that they do. I just think that that is such a missed opportunity. So often we feel, I think having spent some time abroad and if we have veterans that are listening to this, I'm sure that they have as well. One of the things that I have really felt refreshing was there was this level of directedness that I lived in Germany for four years previously. And, and what I came back with was that there is this, when, when you are authentic, your people believe you. And there is this sense of freedom. I would say even in my role that like, I just, I show up how I show up and I make space for that. And I think, um, you know, I always say to my team, I'm like, let's not put lipstick on a pig. Sorry, I'm originally from the South. And we say that. And I think we just need to be open and honest about things that we need to fix or things that aren't going well and, you know, solve them as a team. And I think so often, I think in corporate America, we feel like we have to put lipstick on a pig and that that just becomes off, you know, inauthentic. And that's just not what we want to be here at the Aspen Group. Yeah. When I retire, I I want to write, I want to be on an island in the Cape, but I do want to write a book about authenticity, right? I think authentic leaders who admit they're having a bad day or challenges or just be human we're all people, right? And trying to do the same thing. And that level of authenticity is, is important in business. Um, awesome. So this is this is the good stuff. So as we kind of scale higher purpose and the brand, what we want to do is focus around companies that I'll say are upskilling. And the 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 notion of upskilling is is helping any diverse talent could be an enlisted veteran that has no clue what they want to do. Um, and we want to be kind of the voice to help people find these things, right? So that's why we're we're doing these kind of marketing. And and I believe in the power of stories. Uh, Dr. Renee's story is incredible. Storytelling changes careers. So what I'd love to hear a little bit more of is some of the initiatives you have, and not really just diversity, but more for me and I think our audience around career pathing. So I don't have... I'm a I'm a veteran. I'm um, you know I'm enlisted. I'm serving the next four years, and I have no clue what I want to do, right? But I'm what it was again, Dr. Rennie, hungry, humble and smart, humble and smart. So maybe if you could take the lens, especially as we kind of push this out to veterans about career pathing and upskilling, if that question makes sense. And I, I would love to pull Dr. Rennie into this if he has seen any stories, because we've got lots of them within the Aspen Group. Um, across our brands, right? And I think um, we have a lot of different paths. We also believe that you have to invest into your people. That was one of the things I found really refreshing coming to the Aspen Group. So often I have to explain to CEOs um, about why they need to invest in their people. And that is something that I, I, Bob, Bob already knew. Bob Fontana is our CEO and our founder. And so we, we make it, we make a real investment into our people. And we do that through our learning and development programs. And we do believe that that is also something that will differentiate us. It's because we don't, it's not a one and done learning. We really do want to bring the whole person to work. And we also understand that sometimes you're trying to grow a career here. And so for us, if we're looking at Aspen Dental, there are a variety of ways, may it be from a sitting in our lab technicians and, and you know, learning out, we're about to roll out um, 3D printing when it comes to digital dentures to um, becoming a dental assistant, which, you know, we have, we have stories of our dental assistants that have worked their way up to hygienists and have really made a career there. Our, one of our SVP of our field operations actually started with Aspen Dental as a, a dental assistant. And we have lots of stories that of people who have started 
in different roles throughout the organization and have just really, you know, found ways and us shown that we invest in them through training and development. And so we have a lot of different development programs that we do. We have a lot of them that sit in the field and a lot of them that sit here in Chicago. Wonderful. Dr. Rede, and maybe we, this was a little bit of our prep call, but maybe even just a little bit more about your story, because your story is a perfect example of, of what you guys have done. And then maybe even talking about how that could apply to veterans as, as we think through that message, if that makes sense. Well, you know, when I think about the, the growth and the growth potential, like you mentioned there, I think about one of my D's, um, Josh, who is a veteran. Um, and he started with us out of school as a dental assistant, and he's he's done phenomenally. You know, we spoke about humble, hungry, and smart, and he he hit the he checked every single thing on that box. Um, with COVID, when things got hard and people weren't able to come out, and we still had our doors open, patients were still wanting to be seen. We had a lot of emergency care. He was one of the first ones to step up and you know, show up to the office and it may just be him and the doctor, but, you know, that's that personality that, that makes things happen, you know, boots on the ground. And his next step, he's pursuing um, to become a dental hygienist. Um, I think about even some dental assistants that we started that never had the experience, but they had great personalities. And one story is of my dental assistant who started when I moved down here from um, from Connecticut. And she started as a dental assistant, became lead dental assistant. Uh, she started running one of my offices and now she's actually over all six yep. of my offices as a regional manager. And, you know, the sky is the limit. And mm -hmm. that's the kind of upward mobility, that kind of potential that's there for the people who are willing to put the work in, have that passion for whether it's creating smiles, making a difference in the lives of their families. It, it's all there. Um, and the Aspen Group really does help. And we cater to those individuals um, to get them there. I think it's a really great symbiotic relationship because um, in helping us deliver smiles, we're helping them grow, um, change, change, change their lives. Um, so that's how I look at it. Beautifully said. <laughs> Great. Um, so the next topic is obviously, um, you know, purpose keeps tying into this, right, in terms of what we're trying to do and what you guys are trying to do. One of the things that's that's really special uh, that I got to know about you through the team is is the, the Aspen's Dental Day of Service. Um, I'd love to hear from both of you kind of a couple of things. How did that come about, maybe? You know, because there's always a story the why and the how, because um, it's it's impressive. So I'd love to do kind of a deeper dive on that with both of you guys. Absolutely, I'll talk a little bit from a company perspective and then um, Dr. Rennie can talk about how his practices um, participate. So first of all, if you think about it, the Aspen Group was really founded on a simple idea of bringing better care to more people. And we have a long and proud history of really breaking down barriers so more people can have ac better access to dental care. And so we've had we have different ways in which we we service our communities, and one of them is our day of service, and it's actually coming up on June 11th, and this um, it's really quite actually timely and also um, 
for any veterans that are listening and if this comes out before June 11th, and if not, maybe next year on June 11th. Um, but it is, you know, it is, this is our eighth annual day of service, and it's really to provide free dental care to our veterans and their families. And what we know is that, you know, millions of Americans struggle to act, have access to dental care every year. Yep. And veterans are no exception to that. And in fact, the U.S. veterans actually are ineligible for dental benefits through their Veterans Administration. And so unless they're 100 percent disabled or have a service related mouth injury, they don't have dental insurance. And so for us, this is a way to say thank you and also to give back into um, our communities. Wonderful. What do you any following talks, Dr. Renee? And any um, any stories? I would love like a real story. I'm sure you you made some veterans smile on this day or or more families, right? So uh, if you want to just share, it's probably a, 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 a beautiful day for you in terms of people coming in. Oh, yeah, it, it, it's amazing. We've done it every year since we've been down here. Um, and we started back after COVID last year was the first time. But, you know, just like Jerry said, we've got a lot of guys out there that, you know, they're, they're not getting the care that they would love to get. Um, they just want to smile. They want to feel good. They want to be able to eat. And we see the struggle. So, you know, we let them know, hey, in June, we've got this day of service. Um, I'm opening my doors. I want for you to come in um, and let me help you smile. You know, we do this work at no charge. We do dentures, extractions, fillings, cleanings. We get the whole team involved. Um, we get the hygienist pumped up. Um, we get the dump doctors pumped up. We get the assistants pumped up. You know, they're coming in. They're not getting paid. This is all, you know, pro bono. But the reward that we do get is the smiles that we do see. We had one guy um, last year. His wife had died recently. His daughter brought him in. And, you know, she said, hey, we don't know what to do. He isn't eating. He isn't smiling. He thinks he's just going to go um and we said no you know we get it you know it, it dentistry is expensive that's one thing we can't change yeah. but we can at least help in this way um so we had him come in on day of service he had some extractions he had some infected teeth we cleared that up um my lab technician made his denture the very same day so he came in looking one way he left with a huge smile on his face and you know as he's leaving the team is out front they're smiling, they're crying because he didn't think that he would be able to smile. You know, he just lost his wife. So, you know, even his daughter just saying, you know, she hasn't seen him smile like this in over a year and she's just so overly happy. And the team, the team feels super rewarded because they were able to do this. You yeah. know, because of the time that they put in, they donated, they get to see this, this intangible thing right there in front of their face. It changed his life. And, you know, we've seen him every six months, check up on him. He comes in here, he high fives us. That's what we love doing. And, you know, that's what we're looking forward to doing June 11th um, for this year as well. Yeah, I mean, you think about that, Jerry, from like an employee engagement. Imagine that's not a normal day. I mean, like you go home to your family and be like, do you know what my company did? And I saw these people, and we, you know, at the end of the day, we're we're as humans, we're we're trying to make people happy and do do the right thing, right? And to not have a day that's focused around money or profits or sales. And then I just think that stuff trickles downhill. It's like you made you made a whole bunch of people's day, but also I think that's going to keep employees, right? More than 
intrinsically other things. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we, we, we hear about CSR, ESG, or corporate social responsibility um, all the time. And I think the part where companies often miss is what you just heard, right? Our employees are able to use their hand, their skills to give back in a really meaningful way and see and see the impact real time. And so often we we see companies do CSR um, because they the investors want it or it's expected of them, not because they feel like that's the right thing to do. And you know, again, to think about it from an engagement perspective, we not only think you know it's not only the right thing to do it, we want to do it and it's in line with our values and we get to do it. And I think that that's really powerful. It's almost, it's almost a privilege. It is. It's a, I, I it's actually a, believe that. And it's a gift that you have that you can keep giving. Yeah. Um, no, it's beautiful. And I, I have this thing, like I'm just getting older and karma. It's like pay it forward. It's um, no, but it is, it's you're, yeah, you're yeah. creating goodness, which is creating goodness. And then maybe that day will help aspire your employees to to do great things outside of Aspen Dental, right? Which, um, so it's, it's really wonderful. Um, great. We have about five minutes left. Um, this is this is going smashingly. Thank you. Um, so uh, this is probably more for you, Jerry. And um, what what and we covered most of it. But I say this to all my employers, you know, it's, it's a talent war right now. And everyone's what, what makes you special? It, and we covered a lot about it. But like, what what makes you special in terms of, you know, there's other healthcare consumer companies, um, anything beyond what we talked about? Yeah, I think we haven't, you know, we've talked a lot about Aspen Dental and I, and I you know, I think that if you didn't get get tingles after the, the story that Dr. Rennie just provided, then, then I'm not sure what will, but I will say we also, for those who may not necessarily who want to be in healthcare but may not be a practitioner, one of the things that I think makes us unique is that we do service across the retail healthcare space, right? So you can actually come and join an organization that sees tens of thousands of patients each and every day. Yep. You have opportunity to support an organization that can really truly change somebody's life. And I think that's really quite amazing. If you join other healthcare companies, it's sometimes the, the process can be long or you really feel disconnected from the strategy. And for us, we are, you know, we believe that our people are our, our product. And I think that that's quite unique. And yep. For us, it's really you have that opportunity. If you come and join one of our practice support centers, may it be in Chicago or New York or remote, you have an opportunity to impact tens of thousands of people each and every day. And that, I believe, is is unique. And not only that, you can live values that um, you know are focused on impact, are focused on belonging, that are focused on making it better and really do. I mean, Dr. Rennie summed it up. Um, the, the humble and, and smart, but also, you know, we, we're a bunch of hardworking people who want to make an impact. Yeah. I always think like we all have bad days, we all have crappy days, but like, if you know, at the end of the day, you're creating some kind of value to other people then it feels good, you know, <laughs> I agree. great. Yeah. Thank you. Um, great. Two, two last questions. And this is, we can do this one quick, but, um, and probably more actually to both of you. How are you making sure employees are heard? I know we talked about the Anglo. Um, is there anything that you're doing, especially with this large an organization? I mean, look at Dr. Rene. He's he's serving patients all day. Right. My boyfriend's a doctor. He's a podiatrist. I know he can't even get. You don't have. He doesn't have time to talk. Like, how do you 
do you have platforms or ways that people can communicate and share stories, um, if that makes sense? It does. And we, we are, I mean, I would say this is something as we continue to scale, we're, it's top of mind for us, right, is because, um, you know, Bob Fontana is our CEO and our founder, but he started this 24 years ago, right? And I mean, it is a little bit like a family and you meet people who have been here for for 24 years with him. And so we're very cognizant that we want to make sure that we're bringing people along on the journey and we're trying to find different conduits to do that. And we also understand that the workforce is changing. So the way that we communicate, the way that we get feedback needs to be open, authentic, and also real time. And so we have a really great communications team that partners with our people team and thinking about ways that we capture that. We want to make sure we're getting our employee voice. So if you look at any of our social media, we we amplify our employee voice. But again, as I said earlier on, one of the, the systematic ways that we do it and we use a tool in which I was saying, talk, Dr. Rennie, I actually can sit there and interact with the comments. So if, some, if an employee is making a comment, I can acknowledge it, I can ask a question, and it's completely anonymous. And I think technology is such an enabler in a way to stay connected. And for us, again, it's we're not going to make assumptions. We're going to ask our people, what do they need? How can we better support them? Their behaviors have changed. Their expectations have changed. And most organizations are still trying to figure that out. And thus, we're just going to ask. Yeah, no, I agree. And when I say share, I mean, like, I think you have all these incredible hardworking people out there. It's sharing also the, the good stories, right? Yeah. Because those good stories are probably for you, Dr. Rennie, what gets you through those hard days. So like, how are you sharing stories? Oh my God, we helped this veteran. And I, and to me, the, the power of storytelling is, is the best recruiting tool you'll ever have. So is there anything, Dr. Rennie, you work with the other doctors or the other practices to just Share these incredible moments of of how you're helping people, if that makes sense. Um, I think one of the good things the Aspen Group does too is that social media does help connect us because geographically we're a little bit further apart. We have monthly doctors meetings where we talk about the cases that we're doing, but everyone's on Instagram. Yep. And when they see that this office just did this for this team member or you know, Lori is sending an email to us about, you know, this is what this team did that demonstrates that we are, you know, Aspen One. How did we come together to make a difference in this patient's life? And it's broadcasted across the country. You know, it makes them think, hey, you know, could we do something like that? Or how can we make a difference? So, you know, even where I'm not able to connect daily, Yep. You know, it's great having that support from above where they're sharing those stories because it's it really isn't just us individually or even my group per se. You know, we are kind of in this together and they do a really great job of sharing those stories. And then it makes us want to share stories ourselves, but, too. Yeah. And I was more focused around the good stuff, Cherry, not the bad stuff. Like, I just think, you know what I mean? Like everyone talks about like people complaining and, and maybe they will. But like, I I think it's. It's more like I know my company is we're we're trying to do good, and the more stories we have thrives on other things, if that makes sense. And that's just my belief in goodness drives goodness, right? So how do you how do you share those stories? Um, awesome. Um, to be respectful of of your time and the viewers' time, I asked this last question to to kind of everyone, and and the the spirit of this is, you know, what we're trying to do with the brand is 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 what you guys are too, right? Is help people find careers with purpose. 
um, especially post-college grads, veterans, um, and and give them tips. So, what advice and and ask each of you, and then we can we can adjourn the call. What advice would you give to I'll say post-college talent, or maybe even an 18-year-old Jerry, your son graduating at 18, right? Or or Dr. Rene, your your kids graduating about finding a career with purpose that they can be themselves, and and just this can doesn't have to be about Aspen, just just life lessons, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, um, I think, I mean, we're find a purpose focused organization, but I also think from a, from a personal standpoint, I often coach people if they're trying to find, find their impact, find their joy, look for what you're passionate about and then what you're good at and then yep. hang out in that corner. Cause the, where that intersects, that's going to be your fulfillment because you're going to be able to use the tools and the strengths that you've got, but you're also going to do something that you're really passionate about. I think Dr. Rennie is a perfect example of truly that. And I think if you can find something that you're truly passionate about and his instance, it's, it's smiles and my instance is people and then what you're good at and then hang out in that corner, then life will, life will be, be good for you. Yep. The path will, the path will forge as it should. (laughs) What about you, Dr. Rene? Um, You know, I'm a firm believer in that we all have gifts. You know, find that gift. What is it that makes you smile? What is it that, you know, you feel like you have a purpose for? And stick with it, refine it, get good at it. Because I'm a, I am believe that success is when the opportunity meets the preparation. And you never know when that opportunity will strike. But if you prepare for it, whether it's making people smile, whether it's helping someone, whether it's, I don't know, painting, you know. Yep refine that talent, refine that gift, because that's what it is. I think if you keep that in mind, the opportunity comes. Be prepared for it and success is right around the corner. That's beautifully said, because you you think about it as we're growing up, we think it's a curse, right? That gift. <laughs> like I, I was different growing up. So I was like, I wish I was like my brother, or I wish I could pass tests or find the gift, because we're all different in that, that difference. And that gift is what makes you special and, and just embrace it and use it as a mm-hmm. superpower. So that's yes. awesome. Wonderful. Well, uh, to recap the call, um, I'm I'm really um, honored that we have you guys as a partner. I think we're, we're both aligned in terms of what we're all trying to do with the greater good. Um, and I really enjoyed the call and uh, look forward to talking to you both soon. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Thanks for listening for this episode of People with Purpose, and thanks to Jerry and Dr. Renee for joining us today. It was a great call. Don't forget to subscribe to future episodes of People with Purpose at OrionTalent.com. Be well and take care.